Somebody clap and shout hallelujah in this place. Come on Zion, come on Zion. We might as well start here, right? We might as well start it good. I, I know some of us are not so strong this morning. Some of us, and I'm saying us, we, we're not so good in body, but we're good in spirit. Can I find some people who just raise your hands? Because you recognize you didn't have to be here. But you recognize that it's the goodness of the God of heaven that has caused us to cross over into 2022. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise in this house. Great. Says mercies towards us. And we have every reason to give him glory this morning. We have a right to bless him. to salute him and to ascribe to him dominion, majesty and power because it all belongs to him Happy New Year to those of you who I'm seeing for the first time, amen saw some of you the other night and I've been saying it in the groups but for one reason or another some may have missed it, it's really good to see you all this morning. Everybody dressed up in your Sunday best. Praise God in your new dress that you bought. Yeah, for 2022, making a statement that this year will be your best year ever. Praise God. We're not materialistic, praise God, but I believe God's people must look good. Thank you, Bishop. S.U. Thomas used to say, you look good and you smell good too. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. I'm delighted to be alive. I thank God for his strength and I thank God for every blessing. Thank him for my family. Praise God. One is here with us. I'm holding things together musically and the other two will come in on the second shift. Amen. But God is good. Let's, let's jump to the text. We're in the book of Genesis. We're in the book of Genesis. Brother Carey, I'm going to ask you for just a little more on the floor monitors. My voice is not good, and I need all the help I can get. Thank you. That's good. That's perfect. Keep it right there. We're in the book of Genesis, chapter 26. And I'll read in your hearing from verse says 1 to 3. Then we'll jump down to verses 12 through 13. Genesis 26. 1 to 3, 12 and 13. It reads, there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee. And I will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed 
I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Verse 12, then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, lend me your ears as I speak to you on the topic, it's time to sow. Mm -hmm. It's time to sow. Everybody repeat that with me. It's time to sow. Come on, say it again. It's time to sow. All right, say it with a little more conviction to yourself. It's time to sow. S-O-W, not S-E-W. It's amazing how the ways of God differs from our ways. The ways of God differs from the ways of man. Well, how, how is that? What's the difference? To begin with, man's ways are inferior. God's ways are superior. Man's ways are sinful. God's ways are pure and holy. Man's ways are time-bound and limited. God's ways are limitless and eternal. Similarly, man's economic system is primarily built upon the principle of demand and supply. That's the system on which our economic system is built. Demand and supply. You cannot have any thriving business unless there is a demand for the product or service that you're rendering. Or else you'll just be wasting your startup capital. The reason why we have peanut vendors in the traffic at peak hours is because there is a demand for the product that they are selling. I guarantee you, if you drive on the, the major thoroughfares of Kingston right now, you may find a peanut vendor or two. But come tomorrow morning, and come tomorrow afternoon, if you doubt me, check Trafalgar Road, you'll find at least six of them at some point, because there is a demand for the product that they are selling. So, our economic system is built upon demand and supply. Praise God. Well, God's economic system is not built upon demand and supply. His economic system is built upon the principle of sowing and reaping. Are you with me? Sowing and reaping. Hence, the topic this morning, it's time to sow. This points us back to the text that we read where we find Isaac, the servant of God, facing a crisis. The crisis that Isaac faced now is a famine. The text tells us that there was a famine in the land. 
Now, as we already know, you need no definition for the word famine. We all know that famine speaks to a situation where there is an extreme scarcity. Extreme scarcity. Everything scarce. No supply. We can't get none. Those of you who were born in the 70s, like myself, we would have seen a couple uh, areas or time in our economic system when rice was scarce, flour was scarce, to the extent that I remember, young as I want to think I am sometimes, that we were getting ration. And it is the first Elder Miller I saw flour with that color. You all remember, am I by myself? Yes, when Jamaica was getting rationed because there was a scarcity of flour, scarcity of rice. And then the smart shopkeepers started pumping up the price, making the situation worse. And marrying the flour, some of you don't know nothing about that, you're too young. Marrying the flour to something else. So if you want my flour, you better buy condensed milk too. And if you want my flour, you better buy some product that is not even selling. How do you marry flour with bleach? I, I don't get it. But if you want a pound of my flour, you better buy some bleach. Yes, demand and supply, they're trying to create. But a famine, extreme case of scarcity. And more commonly, scarcity for food. The word famine is not just limited to food, but it's commonly associated with a scarcity for food. Now, in the case of Isaac and his case of a famine, his scarcity was a scarcity for food. Now, along with this famine came starvation. This is what happens when there is a famine. Starvation. And its first cousin, malnutrition. You watch Discovery Channel and you watch National Geographic Channel and you don't have to watch those. You just need to go into certain communities of this very country and you will see some children who are starving. And when you look at them, you know that they are not healthy because their nutrition is not good. Starvation, malnutrition. Sickness, some of the implications of famine. Diseases and ultimately death. Mm -hmm. some parts of Africa oh God when you look at some of these feed the children programs as they go there to help and to offer ration to them uh, when you look at the, uh, the children their stomachs are big and their eyes Jamaican people would say them yeah I gone in a hole yes and their eyes are white starving malnutrition because there's a famine in the land now when, I, when we examine the text, I may not shout at you this morning, but when we look into Genesis 26, I, I, I run up into a, a, a theological challenge. Because when I consider the fact that Isaac, who was in the crisis, is no ordinary guy. Isaac is not an ordinary guy. Yet he is facing a famine. Stay with me. You're going to realize the dilemma of this situation. He is the son of Abraham. Hold on a minute. You mean Abraham the great patriarch? 
the one who got called from Ur of the Chaldeans and, and made a covenant with him? Yes. Isaac is the son of this great patriarch. God made a covenant with Abraham that in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I am going to enlarge you and make you great. God told Abraham that come here, look at the heaven. Do you see the stars? Can you number them? Abraham said, no, God said, well, I am going to make your seed as great as the stars of heaven. Look at the sand on the seashore. Can you number every grain? Well, that's how I'm going to make your seed great. That's what God said unto Isaac's father. And Abraham lived that out. He lived to recognize at least most of the fulfillment of that Abrahamic covenant that God made with him. Is there anybody here that know that when God makes a covenant with you, he will bring it to pass? It doesn't matter if you have to go through lack. If God made a covenant with you, be it known unto you that it shall come to pass. Well, Isaac was no ordinary guy because that's the biography of his daddy, Abraham. Yet, we find Isaac, who is the promised seed, the magical baby, if you may, because his mother and father now would have passed the state of flowering. In other words, procreation was not in their vocabulary because Abraham was old and dry. And Sarah, her womb would have passed the state of flowering long time. She would have gone through the state of menopause years ago. Yet Isaac came. So he was the miracle baby. Isaac himself received affirmation from God. Not just affirmation, but confirmation concerning the same covenant that God made with Abraham, his daddy. Yes, Isaac didn't only hear about it. But the same God that appeared unto Abraham appeared unto Isaac himself. This is the conflict here in the text because the Bible said that the Lord appeared unto Isaac and said unto him, Don't go down to Egypt, but stay in the land that I will tell you of. Sounds like a similar conversation that God had with Abraham called him out of his own land and said i'm going to show you a land yes abraham went down to egypt but god now just changed the fine print a little bit and said i dealt with your daddy but this one is unique between me and you i am going to perpetuate the covenant i made with your father but you are going to be the poster boy of this chapter God. I, I, some of you missed that already. God made some promises to your mother and to your father. Made some promises to your auntie and to your uncle. And those who were ahead of you made some promises uh, to the preacher and the pastor that was ahead of you. And you have not walked fully into it yet. But God is visiting us in this time and in this season. And he's saying, I'm taking the covenant a step further. So, so God appeared unto Isaac because God said, I talked to your daddy, but I want a personal conversation with you, Isaac. 
what's the implication to us I'm telling you that even though God prophesied to the church corporately God is interested in talking to us individually yeah you missed that God is interested in visiting you individually and telling you that I'm changing the fine print a little bit I am going to make the promise manifest through you in your lifetime and in your season somebody ought to get excited because there is a fulfillment of a covenant oh we are walking into the Abrahamic covenant and there is a fulfillment that will come to your life before your eyes close even though you're in a famine I'm not naive I know that under the sound of my voice some of us have walked through a period of famine some of us have walked and is walking right as I speak through a moment of famine but you're in the right place at the right time to hear this word I have some Isaacs sitting in front of me I have some female Isaacs sitting in front of me some male Isaac but I'm here to remind you this morning that God is calling your name this morning and is he saying he's saying Isaac do not go down to Egypt I know they have it bountiful down there. Don't forget that Egypt represents a place of bondage and sin. I'm telling you, don't make a stupid decision this morning to go where it looks good. Stay right here because God said, I am going to make your seed. Oh, there's going to be a great multiplicity of your seed. The same covenant I made with your daddy, Abraham. I'm going to make it manifest through you. Yes, God, I hear you, but I'm in a famine God said don't go to Egypt so we find in the text where Isaac got his own supernatural experience with the sovereign God if there's anything that we need nowadays is our own personal visitation with God it's one thing for me to stand up here and preach you happy but there is nothing that can compare when you have a one-on-one -on -one with God when you're shut in with Jesus in your own closet, you don't need no preacher when you're in there. Yeah, let the preacher preach. That's good. We need the preacher. It's part of the fivefold ministry. Yes, the one to preach and to teach the word of God to you. But hear me, brothers and sisters, when you lock away with Jesus and you get a visitation with him where you know that it's not the burger that you ate late but you know that this is a moment spent with God you don't feel like moving it gets to a place when you're in the presence of the Lord where you cannot find words to express what you're experiencing and now you just have to be still and know that I'm God is there anybody here who has ever had that experience we're, we're booked for 40 days fasting and I challenge you just, just take a moment and step away uh, put on the phone put on the laptop and just shut in with Jesus because it is there that you're going to have your personal experience with him it is there that he's going to reiterate uh, the promises made to Abraham with you don't you know that we are hearers of the promises made to Abraham we are spiritual Israel and so the same Abrahamic covenant that God made that the seed of Abraham will be blessed I walk into that same covenant this morning is there anybody here who believes that clap your hands and give God praise for the covenant but Isaac found himself in famine but he had 
this experience with God. I want to tell you that some of the greatest experiences you will have is in a time of conflict. I look throughout the scriptures and every time God visited his people, very often it is in a time of conflict. He spoke to Moses when Moses was an alien running for his life. He spoke to David and visited David when David smelled like sheep urine out there in the desert. Yes, he spoke to his prophets sometimes when they were isolated. John, ah, the revelator, was on the Isles of Patmos, uh, isolated, placed in prison, isolated. He was left out there to die. But he got the greatest revelation when he was in a place, when, when, when he was marked for death. Why are you screaming and hollering when God allowed you to be isolated when God allowed you to go through a period of famine it is to get a revelation of him it is to reveal a side of him that you've never seen before a side that unless you get there you'll never see this revelation who are the people in famine this morning where are my famine dwellers this morning where are my Isaacs this morning God allow you to go there so that he can bring forth the promises in your life don't go to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee. Sojourn in this land. Hold on God. It doesn't make sense. This is the land where the famine is. I can understand if you, if you give me instructions to go somewhere. But hold on. How is it that you're telling me that you're going to make my seed great? How is it you're telling me that the manifestation of the promises made to my father is going to come through me? And you're telling me stay here. I hear you God, but everybody around me is dying. Everything around me is drying up. God said, sojourn in this land and I will be with thee. You see, sometimes that's all you need to know. Can I tell you that your environment does not speak to the potency of the God we serve. Your environment does not determine, oh, the hand of God in your life. Your environment does not determine what God can and will do because he is the God that is limitless and there is nothing that God cannot do. Your experience does not determine, oh, what God will manifest in your life. The circumstances and the challenges of your life does not determine the promises of God in your life what I'm trying to say in English is that regardless of what you're going through right now and regardless of what you've been through last year it has nothing to do with the manifestation of the promises of God what you need to do is to speak a word of rebuke to that lying spirit that is trying to speak into your mind and tell you that it's over what you need to do is get resolute in your spirit and say I refuse to believe the report of men I refuse to believe the report of the world my question to you this morning is whose report will you believe as for me and my house we will serve the Lord come hell or high water I know we're in a pandemic where everything seems shaky and it seems like some things are drying up but I pause to tell you this morning that God said stay right where I put you don't go down to Egypt because I'm going to make your 
seed great yes sister I'm talking to you I'm going to make your seed multiply and I'm going to bring a manifestation in your life that will cause you to rise and to excel in 2022 I posted on my page I can't wait to see what God is going to do with you in 22 that's my motto this morning I refuse to be selfish about it but I'm here to tell somebody I'm excited to see what God is going to do with you in 22 yeah yeah you mean me yes you ain't nothing going on for me I'm in a famine yes you nothing going on for me everything around me is dried up but Isaac don't go stay where I put you Isaac now must have caught a revelation based on his experience with God and he decided that he is not going to operate on the system of man's economy but rather on God's economy yes there was a famine in the land yes it was a season of desperation and hopelessness yes it was a time where prosperity was a foreign language just like it is for some of us this morning yes everything was dry and unproductive but it's time to sow Isaac recognized that ironically this is the time to sow well preacher don't even go there but I'm telling you yes it's time to sow it's time to sow not just your money I'm not just talking about money now I'm not trying to get an offering from you if you give an offering it's on your own accord I'm telling you it's time to sow your time some of you you're tired you don't have to tell me some of you you'd rather be at home this morning some of you you're tired not just in body but you're sick and tired of being sick and tired you're sick and tired of the situation that you're in and you can't find the time to even praise God because there is so much that's pulling on you mentally yet uh, there is something inside of you that is pricking you and pumping you to continue giving your time to God is there anybody here who recognize that even though we have to come to church on schedule we are still going to give God our time ah, if the truth be told I'd rather be sleeping right now I've been through one of the roughest weeks of my life yeah 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 I shouldn't be here this morning say it my body but whose report will I believe my spirit said to me you got to get to Zion because there is a sister in Zion this morning who need to hear that God is going to shift your situation around. There is a brother who needs to hear that you Isaac, you are going to prosper in the same territory of famine this morning. Somebody give God glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't just hold on to your time. Don't hold back on your sacrifice. Brothers and sisters, it's time to sow. Don't hold back on giving God your time. Invest your time reading his words invest your time praying invest your time studying the word of God invest your time worshipping the king of kings and the lord of lords invest your time encouraging somebody to hold on just a little while longer because the word of God said yet a little while and even though the vision tarry it will come to pass can I find some investor in here who recognize that now is the time to so, sow your time into the kingdom of God. Not only must you sow your time, 
but so your talent. God has blessed you with the ability to sing. God has blessed you with the ability to work with the computer. God has blessed you with the talent to raise funds. Do you know that some people, they are so good with raising funds. My God, they can sell ice to the Eskimos. I remember a good friend of ours who was over finances here a few years ago and uh, he would try every little thing to pump some money into the coffers of the church yeah 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 and it just wasn't working he was just breaking even and they handed it to a particular sister and in the same year I'm in the text <laughs> praise God go to verse 13 in the same year I can't call names there ain't no private interpretation Sandra Thomas I don't know if you're watching girl but the same year Sandra Thomas took over that department things turn around praise God yeah 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 so some people are just blessed with talent I'm here to tell you that whatever God bless you with some people are just good in the parking lot if you put me out there Lord of mercy them kill me with attitude around there brother Leron but some people are just blessed with the parking lot as the driver drive up him starts smiling that, that's just how we are as human beings we don't have the same talent whatever God bless you with sow your talent it's time to sow your time it's time to sow your talent but you should also sow your treasure can I tell you something you better give you better give and give sacrificially in this year 2022 God just dropped in my spirit that those who will sow you are going to reap like Isaac can I present that again God said to tell you if you sow your time if you sow your talent and if you sow your money your treasure God said I'm going to give to you pressed down shaken together and running over I know it might sound crazy that at a time of uncertainty, failing health, restrictions, economic constrictions, preacher is telling you that it's time to sow. Really? Please let me remind you that as, as believers, we are not operating on man's economy. I told you a hundred times. Demand and supply. No, that's not us. We operate on God's economic principle. That is, what is that? Lord of mercy, Zion gone. What is God's economic system? It is sowing and reaping. All right, let me, let me start preaching again. Let me go back to the top of the text. Our text this morning, the topic of this message is sowing and reaping because you all went to sleep. You forgot it. So let me read the scripture again. And there was a famine in the land. Sowing and reaping is the principle of God's economic system. In other words, put it to the test. If you want God to bless you, sow not just your money sow your time your talent and your treasure it is the only way that you are going to be blessed because where your treasure is that's where your heart is then how is that reconciled God said I want not just your flesh but I want your heart if your heart is on your money if your heart is on your time and your talent then you can't give it to God but if you sow it to God that's where your heart will be which means your heart will be on God and there is no 
no man on this earth who has his heart on God and suffer forever. You may suffer for a season, but when God gets ready, he will blow the wind upon, Lord God, the famine, and he will turn things around. God's economic principle is built upon thank you you come alive so so Isaac must have caught the revelation and Isaac said well since you said it God it is recorded and in my little study I can't find where Isaac had a personal visitation with God before this instant his daddy did as a matter of fact his very wife heard God in a vision before but not Isaac, and, and it leapt out at me. But the minute Isaac had a personal visitation from God, his life was turned around. Isaac said, well, all right, God, since you tell me not to go, I'm going to stay right here. All right, God, it don't make sense to me. But since you said don't go, I'm going to stay right here. The Bible would have me to know, and I'm almost out of here, down in verse 13, that Isaac sowed in the same year. Lord, God, hold on, preacher. The same year of the famine, the same year of poverty, the same year of hunger and destitution the same year of sickness flu Lord God and COVID all around the place the same year when I lost my job yes Isaac the same year when my business failed the same year when I had to take a pay cut the same year when I lost my baby the same year when the doctor said don't go back because if you do you're going to have problems yes Isaac the same year when they told a lie on me and hurt me so bad it was a time of spiritual famine yes yeah, some of you you're not experiencing famine in the natural but you're experiencing a spiritual famine yeah you're praying but you can't feel God like you used to you're reaching out but you just can't feel him like you used to I know you're out there yeah you're not fornicating you're not committing adultery you're giving your tithe but it just don't feel like it used to feel don't say nothing I don't have one you're praying and you know that you're studying the word of God but there is an experience there is a refreshing there is a watering of your soul that you used to feel so time ago but you're having a spiritual famine oh God help me this morning God said to tell you that I'm allowing you to be there because I'm getting ready to shift your famine and I'm getting ready to turn it into a time of spiritual prosperity I see some believers who are getting ready to multiply even though it seemed like you're gonna die some people are getting ready to soar even though it seemed like you're going under I see some Isaac getting ready to reap simply because you have sown well 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 let me caution you this morning if you don't sow you can't reap you can't plant peace and expect to reap gold you can't plant one fold and expect to reap a hundredfold so let me remind you again you've got
had to sow sacrificially. The Bible said Isaac sowed. Well, 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 well. The fact that he sowed, he must have in, uh, invested some time. Because to plant anything, you've got to give it some time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to till the ground. You've got to weed up the shrubs and the, for the weeds that are growing in that space. And you've got to cultivate and prepare that land. When you would have gotten through planting, you've got to give it a time to germinate. Some of you wondering what's happening in your circumstances. Your seed is under the ground and you can't see no manifestation. And you're saying to yourself, Sister Root, I have planted. Where is the increase? God, I've been faithful to you and I feel like crying because I feel like I'm all alone. You told me, God, to come to this land. You told me, God, to give and I gave. You told me, Jesus, to sow and I did. Now where is the increase? But I'm here to tell you that your seed is under the ground and it is going through the natural process I don't have the voice to tell you this morning that your seed is in darkness under the ground don't you know that darkness is a good thing you only appreciate light because you know darkness if there was no darkness you wouldn't be able to appreciate the light in other words in English if I never had a problem I wouldn't know that God could solve them. If I wasn't sick, I wouldn't know that the God I serve is a healer. If I wasn't broke, I wouldn't know that God is really Jehovah Jireh. Where is Isaac this morning? Good morning, brothers and sisters. But the Bible said Isaac sowed. Pause a minute, pause a minute, pause a minute. When did Isaac sow? When did he sow? Did Isaac say, let me send a telegram to my great granduncle. Let me send a telegram. Let, let me get a rider. Let them jump on their horse and go visit Auntie Mary, who was around in the days of my father. And let me question those spiritually tall people before I sow. Is that what Isaac did? The Bible said Isaac sowed. And in the same year, gone about my business. Because he missed it. The Bible said, in the same year of the famine, in the same year of the pandemic, in the same year 2022, when they tell you don't make that business decision, wait and see when the economic turn around. The devil is a liar. In the same year when they say put off your studies, girl, don't go to college yet because you don't know if you're going to be able to pay the tuition. The devil is a liar. In the same year the Bible said that Isaac sowed and he reaped a hundredfold. I'm getting ready to cross over into my reaping season. But right now it's time to sow. If you never hear anything from me this morning, just 
remember that the preacher told you it's time to sow it's time to sow because if you sow God said to tell those who are faithful that in the same year that you sow you're gonna reap a hundredfold I feel like giving myself a love offering because I feel like I'm preaching good God said if you sow in the same year of famine I'm gonna give you a hundredfold you're gonna be blessed in the city you're gonna be blessed in the field you're gonna be blessed when you come when you go your house is blessed your children blessed your business blessed your car blessed the dog in your yard blessed everything connected to your blessed bless when I'm coming bless when I'm going bless when I'm sleeping